0: In your sessions, you know, when you're working with people, I've obviously been able to work with you, which is so powerful. Do you feel like the owner or the the parent of the animal is aware of what's going on? Or how often do you feel like people are accurately able to predict what is going on with their animal?
1: That's a wonderful question because some people will say, oh, that you're anthropomorphizing. Other people will say, how could you not know? We all are at different places in our involvement, in our healing, in our soul perception, and what our soul guides us to learn. And so, there isn't any one person that's the same as the next, same as the animals. So, I'm careful about talking about breeds because we we can say, well, of course, a German Shepherd is going to be like that, or a Maine Coon cat, of mm-hmm. course. No, because once they're combined with their human, and that has been divinely orchestrated no matter how we look at it, then they become a different being together. Mm -hmm. It's like that
0: joint energy becomes something all on its own. And how often is a pet? mirroring or reflecting the energy of the human or the energy in the home or the energy between the animal and the human? Or do they have kind of like an autonomy that they can kind of control how they react? Well, there are agreements
1: that are made before they come into life on both sides. So that, that can happen and does. But It depends on what the animal's purpose is, Mm. because there are very powerful animals who come in to work with people who are diagnosed with incredible disabilities or illnesses ongoing. There are people whose animals work with them. A gentleman had an appointment, and his main question was, why does my cat insist on sleeping on my chest? Why? You know, so I asked the cat and the cat said, because of his heart. And I said, have you had your heart checked lately? And he said, well, well no, you know, of course my there's nothing wrong with my heart. But after we finished the appointment, he made an appointment, went to see his doctor and his heart problems. Wow. And that cat stuck with him through all kinds of heart treatment, all kinds of focus, and then he left the planet and then she did. Mm. Wow. Yeah.
0: I think a lot of people, you know, speaking of leaving the planet when with animals, it's often hard to know when to let go and know when it's time. Um, I actually had a, a woman of our community worked with you and her she had a few dogs and one of them was a lot older. And she was really grateful that you got to work with the dog when the dog was still embodied. And basically it was like, the dog was like, I'm ready to transition. And then the next day, transition. So how do you support people in transitioning? If their animal wants to transition, how do we know when it's time?
1: I'm going to answer that in two ways. The first one is that when I started doing this work professionally, I was very young. When it came to a point of doing it, Professionally, and now I need to be aware of being an adult, you know, professionally doing this. People would ask me, are you aware uh, when your animal needs to pass? Oh, I know when my animal needs to pass. Of course, look at what I do. It's like my ego was just like fully blown. And it took me about 10 years to realize, no, Miranda, you're not objective. And that's the truth. So as much as we like to say, I'll know, some people do know that when their animal's ready to transition, veterinarians pretty much look from the outside in and they will say to their humans, has the animal stopped eating? Is the animal can't get up? You know, that kind of thing. I'm looking from the inside out. So it's a different perspective. And I have had animals come into my office who um, are on three legs and they can't see and they can't hear. And you think, okay, obviously this animal's ready to transition. And they say, nope not ready yet. Then I've had other animals come, I don't want to say skipping in, but into the office. And they say, get me out of here. This cancer's eating me alive. So I don't know about you, but I'd want to be asked. Mm -hmm. And so um, a lot of time people come, you know, and say, when I say come, I mean, you know, on the phone um, to ask, is my animal ready? We just really want to be careful about asking that question. And this is really important. And I appreciate the opportunity to share this next piece. We never want to ask an animal, Are you ready to transition? Have the animal say yes, and have the human say, I'm sorry, I can't do it. It's the ultimate sucker punch. So we can ask if they're suffering, and we have questions that we ask leading up to it, but I don't engage in that unless the human is ready because then we need to look at, it's fair, there's no pressure. It's fair for the human to say, I'm not ready to ask. You know, Mm -hmm. great, thank you for knowing who you are Mm -hmm. because we're not gonna ask an animal who needs help and then says, please help me, and then we say, too bad, you know. So that's why I I love that I get to do this because um, I'm a counselor as well as an animal communications counselor. I'm also a crisis intervention and responded to 9-11 on site. Um, And so I'm trained and experienced in trauma. And it is really challenging when Mm. someone that you love very much looks like they might be ready to go. Denial. I can't deal with this. And many times the animals stay only because of their humans. Mm-hmm. So, and and I can't tell you how many times someone has asked a question: Does he want to tell me how he feels? And opening the appointment, I want to know how my cat feels, and the cat says, "Can you help my human?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I say, "Yes. What, what do we need to know? What does your human need to know? She's too stressed. She's not giving herself enough time." she doesn't sleep well. And sometimes the the cat will even show me, you know, something like uh, thyroid issues or something in the human. I never know what they're going to say.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast